and welcome everyone to the National CMV Foundation's podcast, CMV Speaks. My name is Kalia Fleming. I am the proud executive director for the National CMV Foundation, where we are dedicated to preventing pregnancy loss, childhood death, and disability due to congenital CMV. Congenital CMV or CMV infection is arguably the most common preventable cause of neonatal disability in the U.S., affecting approximately more than 30,000 children per year. And this is what why we do what we do. And in our podcast series, we really strive to highlight advocacy efforts, education efforts, industry updates, and scientific advances in the CMV space to make sure we make the CMV community aware of what is taking place. The purpose is to bring congenital CMV to the forefront of the conversation in these different spheres. We are super excited to bring to you today's podcast. This podcast episode is brought to you by one of our outstanding, phenomenal partners, Moderna. It's been a longstanding partner of the National CMV Foundation, and Moderna's mission is to deliver the greatest possible impact to people through mRNA medicines. I know they strive to do that in all that they do. And we are super excited for their support of the foundation as a whole, and in particular, our CMV Speaks podcast. Today, we are honored and privileged to chat with an amazing woman who I've gotten to know through our partnership with Moderna, Jamika Hill. So Jamika is the Senior Director for Clinical Trial Health Equity at Moderna. And in this role, and she's been doing this work for quite a long time for all of our listeners, she's been in this space for over 20 years. And in this role, she is a leading patient advocacy and clinical trial diversity um, advocate. She's leading those efforts through Moderna. And the intent is to deepen patient advocacy and community health partnerships with outside organizations working to meet the needs specifically of medically underserved populations. Um, she, as I mentioned, has done this for quite, quite, quite a number of years. She has focused exclusively on improving access to clinical trials as a care option for women, older adults, racial and ethnically diverse populations, patients living with rare diseases, and vulnerable populations in general, including pregnant women and pediatrics. And of course, this overlaps with the scope of our audience here at the National CMV Foundation. So, Jamika, welcome, 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 and thank you for chatting with me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so delighted to be here on behalf of Moderna. Thank you so much. This is going to be what I deem a juicy podcast episode, so we can just <laughs> jump right on in if you're okay with that. Yeah, I love it. All right. So I mentioned in the intro that you've been doing this work for a little over 20 years, and we'll get into your work specifically in the CM Victory campaign. But just for our listeners out there, just tell us a little bit about your story, how you became interested in this work and in the CMV space in general. Yeah, so um, I started over 20 years ago, which really does date me, um, but I started out as a research coordinator, really working in a women's research clinic, um, where I had the opportunity to really understand some of the health journeys and challenges that um, that women face along uh, reproductive challenges, really, that you know a woman might face um, as she continues to age. Um, go through adolescence, then, you know, childbearing years and on to, to menopause and what have you. Um, and it really piqued my interest. Um, I love the research element. And so I've dedicated my time to making sure that, um, 
individuals have knowledge about what clinical trials are, how it can potentially impact their life for the positive, um, and really try and spread information around how clinical trials are the very first pillar in healthcare. And we want as many people to be involved in that pillar as possible so that downstream we can ensure that the medicines that we're researching are safe and effective um, for everybody. So it's been a really wonderful journey. Um, my, my journey into CMB space really started when I joined Moderna about three years ago. Um, candidly, I was not familiar with CMB despite having um, a very young family. I have twins that are four and an eight-year-old little boy, and I never heard about CMB until I joined Moderna. Um, and it has been very eye-opening um, as well as hopeful that, you know, downstream we can eradicate CMB um, and people can continue to live healthy lives. So um, I'm really delighted to be here today. Um, being at Moderna is a highlight of my career and certainly working in the CMB space um, is a part of that highlight. Awesome. Awesome. And so as you were giving your brief intro, you really sounded passionate about why you do this work and why you want to make sure access to sound-based research and clinical trial efforts um, is, is for everyone and is, in, and is inclusive of everyone. So for those who may not be as familiar with just the clinical trials process and the CT space yeah. in general, can you take a few minutes to kind of walk through, explain the purpose of CTs or clinical trials, and in particular, the importance of ensuring that people from all backgrounds are represented in clinical trials? Yeah, I would love to. So many people may have not heard about a clinical trial prior to COVID, right? So I think it was really illuminated during the pandemic of what clinical trials are, but essentially they're very carefully controlled scientific studies that evaluate how well new or modified medicines may treat or prevent diseases in people. Um, and one of the biggest reasons why it's important to ensure that we have people from all backgrounds in research is because everybody can respond differently um, to, to the same medication. So based on one's race or ethnicity, based on one's sex assigned at birth, based on someone's age, um, we can all respond differently to medications. And so we want to make sure that as we're developing new therapies and vaccines and drugs, um, that we have people involved from a diverse representation so that when we do have a candidate or we do have a medicine that's actually approved, we can say with confidence that it's safe and it works as intended and everybody who's planning to utilize the, the medication, the vaccine, the drug, et cetera. Um, and historically, clinical trials have not included a lot of uh, women. They have not included a lot of older adults and they have not included a lot of racial ethnic minority groups. Um, and so our goal at Moderna with all of our trials is to ensure that the people who are enrolled in our trial reflect the population that's actually most impacted by the disease. Um, and this is not just an effort that Moderna is focused on. The pharmaceutical industry at large is really focused on this. Um, but Moderna is uh, very pointed in our efforts around this because we recognize that a lot of the diseases, including CMV, that we're focused on researching a vaccine for, um, the impact over indexes to um, to women, as well as to racial ethnic minorities, black and brown um, women. And so we want to make sure that we have um, adequate representation um, of those individuals in our trials so that we can say with confidence that yes, our, our vaccine is not only safe and works as intended, but it works as intended in the people who are most likely to utilize it. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for providing that summary. I think it sets the stage and the tone for why this work is important as far as access is concerned. But taking a step back, you mentioned Moderna's trials. And so Mm -hmm. can you speak to the audience about what Moderna is doing as a whole under the CMV clinical trial space? So their CT efforts. I know you work very heavily with the CM Victory campaign. So Mm -hmm. uh, speak a little bit about that. Some folks may not be familiar with that. Yeah, absolutely. So we are currently researching a vaccine that would prevent um, uh, cytomegalovirus. Um, And we are researching, um, we're researching this in a female's assigned at birth between the ages of 16 to 40 from um, a multitude of diverse backgrounds um, to try and take part in our clinical trial. It's um, a very large clinical trial. It's, um, you know, about 10,000 people, maybe a little bit shy. It's a global clinical trial, which means that it's not just being conducted in the United States, but throughout the world. Um, And our goal is to um, enroll enough participants that we are able to um, then review the data in hopes of, um, you know, downstream uh, having a vaccine available to all um, to help prevent, you know, pediatric hearing loss, congenital CMV, et cetera. Um, So our efforts are currently underway. We also have um, a second trial that we're getting off the ground and it's called CM Vibe. It's focused on adolescents, males and females, um, specifically again, looking at uh, cytomegalovirus and the prevention of that in the younger age group. So the way that clinical trials work is that you first have to prove that it's safe and effective in an older population before you can bridge down to a younger population. And so um, our efforts are underway to do that. Awesome. So you have CMV, CM Vibe and then CM, which is coming, and then CM Victory. Um, can you tell us a little bit about progress today, where you all are as far as recruitment efforts? And let's say someone says, hey, this sounds interesting and appealing to me. Where can I go to learn more about this? Yeah, absolutely. So we are we are well in the swing of things with our CM Victory trial, which is for 16 to 40-year-old uh, females assigned at birth. There's still an opportunity to participate should you be interested. Um, and the best way to um, find out more information is to go to cmvictory.com or to clinicaltrials.gov or ct.gov, um, where you can then find out more details, including um, where the nearest research site is to you um, and all of the additional qualifications that might be required to participate in in this research. And similarly with CM Vibe, um, if you uh, do have a, an adolescent child um, or individual in your care who might be interested in participating in CM Vibe, you can go to cmvibe.com or again, ct.gov in order to find out more details. Um, our clinical trials are also listed on Moderna's website, which is modernatx.com. Um, should you want to find out about uh, the CM Um, cytomegalovirus trials we have or other infectious disease trials that we have ongoing. And so we know, Jamika, that clinical trials, you know, they go through different phases. It's rigorous testing, all of that (laughs) jazz. And and we know that it can obviously take time, um, you know, before seeing the end result that we want to see. And there's patients involved. Like I said, there's sound research and that does take time. So we, we know that the reward or the yield hopefully, right, will be one that's positive. And we spoke about it being an access, addressing an access issue and reducing um, CMV down the road. But do you see or envision any other impacts that that this work can have, um, not just on the CMV community, but the world at large? 
Yeah. So I think research in general helps us learn as much as we can, not just about the disease, but about the populations, right? So um, our goal, obviously, is to have a huge impact and eradicate CMV, um, not just here in the United States, but globally. Um, but the best thing also that participating in research can do is that it can help uh, your your participation can help provide information that we're then able to learn um, that we can carry forward into other communicable diseases and infectious diseases um, downstream. And so our goal is, yes, we want to eradicate CMV, but we also want to address a host of other infectious diseases that are out there. Um, And participation in science and in research enables us to then take some of those learnings and apply them moving forward. So you're not just benefiting the CMV community by participating in research. You truly are benefiting um, scientific research as a whole in the world as we continue to try and advance science and move it forward. Great. And so I think one of the golden questions that we often hear, and that's on the the tip of my tongue is, okay, so you get through this recruitment phase um, and you're done with testing for it through the clinical trial efforts. What's next? What happens next? What are next steps? Yeah. So next steps is that then um, we we take a a big pause and we look and make sure that um, the data is sufficient and that it actually um, is appropriate to then move forward to a commercialization perspective. But there's a lot of things that happen between when you finish and complete a clinical trial and when you um, actually um, have a marketed product and you're able to then, you know, say, hey, yes, we have a vaccine to prevent xenomegalovirus, and that's education, right? So, um, it's difficult to impart the importance of a vaccine in a community that isn't even aware of what a disease actually is. And so there's a huge educational component that will ensue. Um, it's actually already underway, but it just ramps up. Um, at Moderna, we very much believe that you, if you empower an individual with information, you can oftentimes empower an entire community. And so there is a huge effort underway to ensure that people actually are aware of what cytomegalovirus is, what it means, um, the implications that can have and what they can actually do um, to try and prevent it um, and the importance of getting a vaccine out there, um, not just here in the U.S., but globally. So um, those are that's the biggest effort that we'll undertake once the actual clinical trial is done. Um, but we don't wait until it ends to begin our education and disease awareness activities. Um, that's almost in tandem and we're currently doing it and it will just scale until um, hopefully, fingers crossed, we have a, a viable product that can move to a commercialized state. Awesome. And you were talking through next steps and a broad education and continuing education. I totally forgot to ask, how long has the uh, CT efforts been taking place through these campaigns at Moderna? Has this been, you know, five year, three year, just so listeners yeah. can be aware? That's a really great question. So we started our phase one about four years ago, um, and we are now in our phase three. So we have been researching this for quite some time. Um, even prior to the phase one, we did early research. So I would say for the you know the past six plus years, Moderna has really been focused in this space. It continues to be a really uh, strong priority focus for Moderna. We recognize that um, cytomegalovirus. Um, is something that impacts all of us um, to different you know degrees, and our goal is to certainly eradicate it. Um, we are extremely appreciative of our partnership with the National CMV Foundation um, and the work that we're able to do to help continue to build awareness um, in order to help drive science. 
Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for giving us that background. And we love our partnership with you all as well. You all have been a strong, consistent, longstanding partner. And I do believe our partnership is mutually beneficial. So thank you for those kind words. Um, And, you know, as we think about wrapping up this podcast episode, I always want to leave listeners um, with what they can do. So how can listeners support advancing medical research and the CMV vaccine as a whole, once it is approved, what what would be their next steps? We talked about next steps after you all complete your research efforts, but what can listeners do as far as next steps? Yeah, I think the biggest thing listeners can do and that I would ask of everyone is, you know, to continue to share awareness, right? To continue to keep talking about CMV and cytomegalovirus. We know that one of the biggest barriers to um, any population, but really diverse populations um, as it relates to participating in clinical trials and then as well as um, actually getting and, and receiving vaccinations um, is centered around lack of awareness, lack of health literate information, um, lack of knowledge. And so um, anything you can do to help support um, the further dissemination of health appropriate information, keep the conversation going, um, and really keep CMV top of mind is um, something that I think will help advance and and benefit everybody. Um, Certainly, we plan to continue to talk about it at Moderna, um, and we hope that you all will as well. Awesome. And to help folks continue the conversation, just repeat one more time, where can individuals go to access information about specifically Moderna's clinical trial efforts? Yeah, there's three places. So ModernaTX.com, clinicaltrials.org, or excuse me, clinicaltrials.gov, and cmvictory.com. Thank you so much, Jamika. Any last minute thoughts or sentiments that you want to leave our audience with? Um, I just first want to, again, thank you, Kalia, for having me on the podcast, for the strong partnership that we have um, at Moderna with the National CMV Foundation. Um, And really, it would be you know, I would be remiss if I didn't impart that it really does take us all to advance uh, research and advance science. And so thank you to each of your listeners uh, for their dedication to, to cytomegalovirus and, and research and doing what we can to better tomorrow for everybody. So thanks again for having me on the podcast. You are so, so welcome. Thank you for sharing this information with us. For those who would like to follow along with our activities and initiatives at the National CMV Foundation, you can visit our website, nationalcmv.org. You can also follow us on social media for ongoing updates. Thanks everyone for listening in and until our next podcast episode, be safe and stay well. Have a wonderful day.